0: up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackley, and it is Tuesday, December 27th. It's officially Fantasy Football Championship Week, and that means it's the final waiver run of the year. I'm not doing anything next week. I'm sorry if you still have leagues going on, but it's such a small percentage out there. Most of us have our fantasy championships this week, so this is it, baby. This is it. Before I dive into the waiver wire rankings for the week, I did want to preface this week, I talked about this a little bit last week on this show as well, but the reasons why we make moves this week, they're very different than most of the season. Like In week five, if you said, hey Jeff, should I go out and pick up blah blah to block my opponent, I'd be like, no. In week five, no. What we want to do in week five is we want to make sure we continue to stockpile our bench really looking towards the future if there're guys that we aren't going to be playing this week, we want to be proactive, we want to churn that bench. you know it's a very different style of playing in the early phase of the game, even in the middle phase of the game, but we're in the end game phase now. And so now there's no next week. there's no picking up for the rest of the season. the rest of the season is now. there's no looking forward whatsoever. We are picking up players this week for two reasons and two reasons only. First reason, we're picking up guys who could potentially start for us. There are some guys who are out there who could possibly be in our starting lineups. The other reason, if we're not picking them up to start for us, we're picking them up to put on our bench so our opponent doesn't start them against us. It's plain and simple. That's it. Plain and simple. Put up the blocker on your opponent if you're not going to use those guys. Now, likewise, this relates to players who we would drop. You know, this season, let's say you drafted Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, and you've held Alexander Madison this entire season. You got to use him briefly there, but for the most part, looks like Dalvin Cook is healthy. So you're not going to use Alexander Madison this week. And the only reason we handcuff is for a potential negative outcome in the future. There's no future, it's only this week. So if Dalvin Cook makes it through the week healthy, you can drop Alexander Madison. Uh, during the week, and pick up somebody your opponent might need. And by the way, I'm very active on waivers this week to try and continually make sure there's nothing out there, no stone unturned for our opponents. So guys like that, anybody your opponent would not use in their starting lineup, you know you know they wouldn't start player X, you can drop player X. Now, I got a good question in the FTN Fantasy Discord chat earlier uh, today. What if you're dropping a player who is lower ranked, but you still know your opponent's going to start them? Like maybe they have somebody higher ranked, but if you drop this player, they're going to start that player. I still wouldn't do it. And you know why? I don't want to make anything easy for my opponent this week. I want my opponent to be scrambling. I want my opponent to be frustrated. I want my opponent to be nervous. I I want my opponent ultimately to make mistakes and one of the best ways to do so is to make their job especially hard on waivers so pick up guys either you're going to start those players or your opponent might start those players and you can drop anybody who wouldn't be startable for your opponent all right so let's get into it there are four running backs at the top one of them is pretty widely owned but he's he is under the 70 percent threshold uh, so I'll lead with him his name is Cam Akers oh sweet redemption Cam Akers Huge week last week. He should be heavily uh, used by Los Angeles again this week. Clear workhorse back. He's going to be usable, whether you're using him or your opponent is using him. If he's out there, he should not be. The other three, though, are more widely available, and all three should be rostered this week Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Algier, and James Cook. I would go 50 to 100% on any of these guys. Hubbard, I mean, the Panthers' backfield is a bit of a conundrum, but he's coming off a huge week, and he did perform well against the Bucs earlier in the season. That was the game right after they traded Christian McCaffrey away. So, he's interesting. What did he have, like 65 yards on his first two carries (laughs) this past week? He's interesting. Tyler Algier has had back-to-back strong performances. Atlanta is out of the playoff hunt, but I do think we're going to see plenty of Algier these next two weeks. He actually... Fairly sizably outsnap Cordero Patterson this past week, and it's a nice matchup against the Cardinals. And while James Cook won't outsnap Devin Singletary, barring injury, James Cook will be used, and this dude is so electric, and he has back to back uh, good fantasy performances here as well. I'll give you some wideouts. Any of these wideouts could potentially start as well. There's three of them Romeo Dobbs, Jahan Dotson, and Isaiah Hodgins. Dobbs why I have him here, we don't know the extent of Christian Watson's injury just yet, and we won't know before the uh, waiver run tonight, but Watson, hip injury, expected, well, he's going to be dinged up in practice, and there are some out there who think he could miss this week. If he misses it, Dobbs slides into that role, and we know how beneficial that can be, and by the way, Packers must win game, and by the way, Packers have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs. Pretty crazy. Jahan Dotson uh, has been balling out. I mean, last three weeks, he's scored in each of those three games, and I don't care if it's Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke under center. And then Hodgins, I mean, what a surprise. He comes over from Buffalo like midseason, a big game in week 16 here, 89 yards and a score on eight catches. He's kind of been everything we hoped Kenny Galladay would have been over this like last month, give or take. Uh, so those three guys all are going to be very usable. Got a couple quarterbacks for you, the most usable quarterbacks. They're probably, uh, they're definitely rostered in Superflex, but they could be available in one quarterback leagues, Gardner Minshew and Jared Goff. We don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play this week. Like, Philly's in a position where if they win, they win a division and get the, fir- the number one seed outright. Is that worth risking Hurts? I mean, you have a couple other scenarios. like If Dallas loses, you win the division. So there are a couple pathways. And I honestly think we are going to see Minshew under center. So I would grab him. You know, hey, if Minshew, you grab Minshew, and then later in the week, he's uh, not starting. You just cut him loose, and you grab somebody else to block your opponent with, Right. Uh, Jared Goff, three hundred plus and three scores in two of his last three games. He gets to face the Bears, and they are, you know, the the Lions are very much in the playoff hunt here too. A uh, couple guys who may not be as robust as the top guys on the list, but could still be flex worthy: Zach Moss, uh, Elijah Moore, as well. Moss is the clear lead back. It's a mess in Indy, but he was the clear lead back on Monday night and could ultimately be flex-worthy. Again, if my opponent is super thin at running back, and Zach Moss is out there, and I don't need Zach Moss, and I don't frankly don't want Zach Moss, guess what? I'm going to pick up Zach Moss so that my opponent has to sweat. I mean, it's that simple. Elijah Moore, uh, really just this is a Mike White is returning uh, thing. (laughs) Thankfully, Zach Wilson will not even be active for this one. Uh, Speaking of Mike White, both he and Brock Purdy are uh, deeper one-quarterback streamers. If you're really screwed, I don't want to be this screwed, but if you're really screwed, uh, Mike White in a must-win game against Seattle, Brock Purdy, th- two passing scores. Just think it in. <laughs> Four games in a row with two passing scores. Uh, Tyler Higby is the best tight end on the board. I I really like not only what we saw last week. Obviously, the numbers were massive, but it's the fact that they're so banged up at wide receiver that um, is basically the top pass-catching option there. So he's the top tight end out there right now. DJ Shark, I go you know a little bit less on him. I have 10% in the article over at ftnfantasy.com, but a 100-yard performance favorable matchup against the Bears. The next tight end on the board would be Logan Thomas. Was involved last week, really kind of finally looked like himself. Six targets for the Commanders. And then Carson Wentz is right here as well. We don't know who's going to start for Washington. I held out as long as I could for this podcast today. Couldn't wait any longer. But we still don't know if it's going to be Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. We're supposed to get an answer by no later than tomorrow. We shall see. But this is one of those, Carson Wentz, not a one-quarterback league guy, but he would be the best Superflex ad. Like he'd be very playable in Superflex. As much as Carson Wentz is meh, he can at least put some points on the board. So again, pick him up. In Superflex, if you if you need to fill that spot or your opponent is like you know maybe they're in a situation where they have hurt or Lamar Jackson or possibly even Tua to Tagovailoa and I'll talk about that in a second too, just picking them up and then if it ends up being Heineke, you cut them loose, plain and simple. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Cooks, Richie James, Cortland Sutton, Greg Dortch, a bunch of wide receivers who could put some points on the board, could possibly land in your opponent's starting lineup. Bowen had the 100-yard performance last week. Brandon Cook scored last week. Richie James had a dozen targets last week. Sutton didn't, but he did post double-digit PPR points, so there's that. And then Dorch had a big game. It's sort of hit or miss with the Arizona receivers, and we don't know if Colt McCoy will be back this week or not. Shane Zilstra, I don't expect three touchdowns out of Zilstra, but I do expect him to now be the primary pass-catching tight end against the Bears this week. Gus Edwards, Royce Freeman, two really deep running backs. Edwards, he has a pretty major cap on his fantasy potential, thanks to J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Freeman, he's the lead back in Houston. I don't know what that says, but it said doesn't say much for the offense, but he's not Damian Pierce, obviously, but he, he should see a relatively full workload against the Jags this week. Uh, three quarterbacks to round it out. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. These are only super flex ads. These are only super flex ads if your opponent has if your opponent's going through it a little bit. So for example, my opponent has Tua Tungabailoa. I am picking up Teddy Bridgewater. Whether I I need him or not, I'm picking him up. is in the concussion protocol. This is his third time? I mean two and a half times. I don't know. In the protocol this season. That's typically not a good thing. I don't know if he clears in time to play this week, so I would just take a stab at Teddy. As far as Darnold and Baker Mayfield are concerned, again, you know it's pretty much only if your opponent is hard up a quarterback in a super flex. You know that's it. Um, I'm not doing hard pass, whole cut. Uh, Those will all come back in 2023. But I will give you some defensive streamers first and foremost. If you have any of these defenses, I I don't see the need to tinker with things. We're just going to stay put. These are the top five scoring defenses on the season, by the way. Uh, you have Dallas, who's fourth, but really like this spot for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're, they're a defense who can put up points no matter what, but they're facing Malik Willis. And maybe like Derrick Henry's banged up, too. By the way, I'm not running out and picking up Hassan Haskins. You can certainly do better than that uh, this week. So Dallas, they're the number four scorer on the season. Uh, Next on the list is Baltimore, who happens to now be the number five scorer on the season at the position. Uh, Baltimore in a good spot against Kenny Pickett. Uh, San Francisco, who is the number two fantasy defense on the season. They get the Raiders. Thank you. Uh, Philadelphia, who's the number three defense on the season. Uh, they they get New Orleans, Andy Dalton, yes please, and then New England, now New England has the worst in the matchups, even if Teddy Bridgewater does play, they do have the worst of the matchups, but this is the number one fantasy defense, this is a defense that can put points on the board at will, they've scored seven touchdowns this year, 16 interceptions, nine fumble recoveries, they have 50 sacks on the season, obviously uh, they're nowhere near the Eagles in that regard, who have 61 sacks, but 50 sacks is still second in the league. That's a good defense right there. So they're all holds. Now, if you need some streamers, there are plenty of streamers. In fact, there are seven more defenses I think are worth streaming if you don't have one of the holds. Kansas City, they're facing Denver. Denver is allowing 3.8 sacks per game, 1.4 giveaways per game. Tampa Bay, they're facing Carolina. Now, the run game was working for Carolina last week, but I just want to pick on Sam Darnold. The Chargers, they're facing the Rams. I want to pick on Baker Mayfield, you know, and, and this is a Chargers defense that last week was pretty good. By by last week, I mean last night, really. Uh, they, you know, they obviously took it to the Indianapolis Colts. The Nick Foles led Indianapolis Colts in that game, racking up a massive seven sacks. They were the number two fantasy defense on the week. Uh, incidentally, the number one defense on the week faced Denver. <laughs> it was uh, the Rams they face Denver, so that's a good one we want to pick on uh, with Kansas City. The G-Men uh, originally wasn't going to be this bullish on them, but after seeing what the Chargers did to the Colts, the Giants are in this conversation of top tier streamers as well. Uh, a few of the other streamers that I think are interesting, I do like the idea of streaming Miami against New England. Uh, the Patriots averaging one point three turnovers per game, and you know, somewhat hit or miss this season against New England, but. Man, I, I, I'm going to take advantage of this if I can. Uh, the next one on the list would be Jacksonville. The flow chart has typically said find Houston, start your defense against Houston, although Houston's offense has improved over the last month. So that's why they're not a top tier. Uh, and then finally, Washington versus Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is not shaking off the rust. And the commanders are very much in play as a result. Again, they're not top tier. They're sort of the best of the rest. But man, there's a lot of streamers out there. Remember, this week, take it to your opponent. Don't make anything easy for them. Don't make anything easy for them. Everything should be difficult for your opponent if you're in a fantasy championship game. The game starts now. It doesn't start on Thursday night when when we get our Thursday night football contest and then resumes on Sunday when we have the Sunday contest. It's all week long, psychological warfare, uh, everything you could possibly do to make this this week very difficult for them and if you could do that then they're gonna have a hard time and they may even panic, which is even better for you. Uh, quick uh, housekeeping so I'm not gonna do uh, anything on this podcast feed probably for a little bit. I will be doing podcasts for the FTN fantasy football podcast feed. So make sure you are subscribed to that. I don't know what the future of this podcast is. Kind of juggling two podcasts, you know, and and I appreciate everybody who's still listening to this particular show. Uh, but for right now, we'll put we'll put a we'll push pause on this podcast. And uh, but I'll let you know one way or the other on this feed what the future is. But for, uh, through the playoffs, all my playoff podcasts. Are going to be over it uh, on the Ftn Fantasy Football Podcast feed, so make sure you subscribe to that. Again, it's the same as this show; it just has different music. Appreciate everybody who, though who's been along for the ride, and uh, appreciate a few of you have given me some tips on Twitter. I- I'll take it uh, if I can help you out in any way, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, good luck, crush it, win those leagues, and take no friggin' prisoners this week, man. Take no freaking prisoners. Also, uh, happy holidays and a happy new year to everybody out there as well. Uh, I will catch you, though, on the flip side, whenever that might be. All right, I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.